0: Welcome to Canada Reimagined. I'm Patrick Esmond White. This episode, The Black Hole in the Budget. Massive government debt, huge annual deficits. By some panicked accounts, our children are doomed. I personally take a less dismal approach than the deficit bedwetters. There's a school of thought that believes... Deficits are okay as long as inflation is under control. There is a limit to how much debt is okay, but in a world facing a climate crisis, the latter is surely the greatest threat. But, for the sake of argument, let's assume that getting deficits down is a good thing. How can it be fixed? One way is taxes. And no, I'm not talking about raising the taxes we pay. No, not even on the wealthy who pay taxes. Let me explain. By one recent American study, 40% of all profit from major corporations and shareholders has for years been laundered in tax havens. This starves governments from getting tax revenue from these evaders, forcing countries to get money from the honest people. Wait, let me correct myself. Tax avoidance is legal, honestly. Happily, democracies around the world see this as an issue and a movement is underway to close some of the massive international loopholes. An agreement to require all companies to pay a 15% minimum tax is a start. It does not cover personal wealth and income, however. Ireland, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Switzerland, Singapore, Bermuda, and a lot of the Caribbean, all of these are tax havens for the wealthy. They're everywhere. Naturally, it will take forever to get a global agreement on this, but doing away with tax havens is just a first small step towards cutting deficits. Here's a second step, a concept explained to me by an American tax lawyer, Dan Morrison. Dan had been fired by the IRS under Ronald Reagan for trying to close some huge Wall Street tax loopholes that were designed as legal tax evasion. To understand his diagnosis, we have to start with how government should work. Governments are absolutely necessary. Good governments are well managed. They still cost money and therefore have an annual budget exercise to plan taxes and spending. In a democracy, we vote for people who deliver good government. That's Democracy 101. But this is not how it really works, claimed Morrison. Think instead of those government budgets as a shell game designed to confuse us. It's a con, and here's how it works. The government prepares a budget by listing how much it will spend and on what. In Canada, that's nearly $500 billion a year. The government budget then calculates expected tax revenue. The difference between the two is the deficit, or rarely a surplus, That's how government budgets are done. Except, there is something missing, a massive giveaway that's hidden because it disappeared through a sleight of hand, or more accurately, through a whole bunch of loopholes. It's hidden because government budgets do not include tax expenditures, which are also called tax deductions, or more commonly, loopholes. A tax expenditure is money that's never collected since it's never collected it's never counted in the budget it disappears the invisible spending really matters because for every dollar not collected other taxpayers pick up the tab or we just have more debt you may argue that tax deductions are there for good reasons that might be true but if so prove it yes The Canadian government publishes an annual report on tax expenditures which claims to be an estimate of the amounts by which federal revenues are reduced. Check it out. It's online. It is a totally useless document. And no wonder it's never covered as news. What's to cover? There are nearly 300 categories of overlapping tax loopholes. Most show absolutely no data whatsoever. Zero. With tax deductions, there's another thing to keep in mind. Tax deductions are meaningless if you don't have much income. Poor people pay a lot of things like sales tax, but no income tax. Middle-income Canadians pay significant income taxes in spite of a bunch of standard deductions. We jump for joy when a tax deduction helps out, but most middle-income families have little to hide from the tax man, no capital gains the wealthiest 20% of Canadians pay 80% of all taxes. You might think, wow, that's a lot, but it's actually not. With low-income people, as the saying goes, you can't squeeze blood from a stone. Most tax deductions are designed to help the wealthy and the business sector. This is how the money disappears from the budget. Still, when budgets are being planned, Every government looks at ways to cut costs. They look at programs and departments that might be trimmed. But the government can only cut what it can see. Nobody can see through the loopholes that money is invisible. Even worse, loopholes remain in the tax code for decades with no sunset clause. Once in place, they hide seemingly safe forever. How do deductions get into the tax code? Sure. Politicians give little tax breaks that make their supporters happy. These deductions tend to get positive news coverage. The winners line up to give interviews to journalists eager for a human interest angle. Meanwhile, the big ticket deductions go to wealthy individuals and corporations. Getting these tax deductions is the job of lobbyists, supported by organizations like the Fraser Institute, the Taxpayer Federation, or the Business Council. If you want companies to grow and create jobs, they argue, give them deductions. If you want charitable giving, let people claim deductions. The result? Nobody and no business with any real money pays even close to the official progressive tax rate. Let's assume naively that every tax deduction actually serves a worthy purpose. If true, the Canadian report on tax expenditures is revealing for what else it does not include besides actual numbers. Unlike government programs, there is no effort to measure results. Politicians love to talk about getting results for Canadians. They use results-based jargon. Results-based management is a cornerstone of public administration. It's the equivalent of a balance sheet for a business. And given this, the total absence of any results for tax expenditures is a glaring omission. The final absurdity in the government report on tax deductions is that it explicitly assumes that the existence of a tax expenditure does not affect taxpayer behavior. This is totally ridiculous. The fundamental purpose of a loophole is to change behavior, whether it is to encourage investment or to encourage giving to charity, whatever. Those with money take advantage of loopholes, especially those loopholes that they wrote. One form of behavior that deductions does encourage is the entirely sensible desire to avoid taxes in an entirely legal manner. When the wealthy and big businesses use loopholes, these are not impulse decisions. They use accountants and tax specialists. Not to take advantage of these would be foolish. The point is, contrary to the government claim, tax deductions are uniquely and explicitly created to affect behavior. That behavior is called tax reduction, which is legal, unlike tax evasion. Tax reduction is the very raison d'être of loopholes. We all sort of know the tax system is all messed up. Politicians acknowledge this and constantly promise tax reform and simplification, but it never happens. It gets bogged down in the swamp. So let me suggest how to reform the tax system and keep taxes competitive and fair. And this is the short version. First, Make the tax expenditure report as big a deal as the spending budget. Demand details, demand results. The media can do this right now, so can opposition parties. Second, set up a systematic review of every single tax expenditure without exception. It will take time. Do it openly, then close loopholes that don't pass the sniff test. Third, eliminate tax expenditures and move the expenses we want to keep into the real budget. If it's worth spending money on it, be transparent. Finally, measure and report on results. Have a sunset clause for when goals are not met. Do all of this and you will be amazed at how much money is hidden in the plush cushions of government tax expenditures. Yes, A lot of money will be converted into programs to support priorities, but enough savings will be found to lower the formal tax rate. What's more, doing taxes would be easy for everyone. One final tax-related idea, a Tobin tax. Here, the idea is to have a minuscule micro-tax applied to all international transfers of money. Given that about $5 trillion is transferred internationally every day, this could add up quickly. It would be a way to pay for the United Nations and all its agencies, which are in dire need of funding. One final little word on taxes. In a global economy, Canada cannot act alone. We have little leverage. Canada is realistically a middle economic power at best, Yes, we could do tax simplification to get rid of the loopholes, but to eliminate tax havens or to bring in a Tobin tax, it takes real cooperation. Happily, we are not alone. Most major free market economies are struggling with the same issues. Leaders everywhere are trying to get cooperation, so the playing field stays level. Canada is certainly one of the good guys, but just part of the pack. On the domestic front, by contrast, Canada can lead by example. We could show the tax policy is too important to be left to lobbyists and politicians. We could expose the budget con game and plug the loopholes. This would give Canada the cachet to play a larger role on the international stage. The global economy is in the process of realigning. Canada can play a leading role by example You've been listening to Canada Reimagined I'm Patrick Esmond White I would like to thank Tom Evans for my artwork, Tom Plant for the theme music and Harbinger Media a coalition of independent Canadian podcasts which I'm proud to be part of Take care, tune in again next week